Welcome back to the Awkward Intro Podcast, <laughs> also known as the Living Every Now Podcast. My name is Will. And my name is Jake. And today we're going to be talking about an existential crisis I've been having, which is hot uh, contentedness versus ambition. Okay, very serious. Honestly. Yeah, no, this is actually no joke. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is a serious topic. And I feel like we all need to hear this. Honestly, yeah, I, I feel I like if we if we think about this for a second, we're all actually having this crisis. And I don't think we're going to have any like solid answers here. This is something we're going to be thinking about for the rest of time. Probably. This is just going to be an ongoing like discussion. Yeah. Or but should I, be. I think it's important to bring up either way. Totally. I, so I, I admire you bringing it up. Basically, what I'm trying to convey is... I guess let me start out with the the anecdote we talked about a few days ago. I originally read it in a um, Robert Greene book, and then it was inside of a um, Ryan Holiday book, which was Robert Greene's mentor. Shocker. And it was also in the Psychology of Money book. And it was the anecdote about the author of Catch-22. Ah. And he was at a party with a bunch of rich people and right. some other author friends. And um, I think his name is Heller. Yeah. I don't remember his freaking name. We'll, we'll call him, we'll call him Joe. It's like the first chapter. I'm like 80% sure it's Joe. So Joe was at a party with a bunch of rich friends and some author friends. And one of his author friends was Kurt Vonnegut, who's a very famous author. And Kurt was kind of joking around with Joe. And he was saying like the host of the party made more today than you, Joe, have made in your entire career off your best-selling book, Catch-22. Right. And Joe was like, well, that's okay, because I have one thing that this billionaire who's hosting the party will never have. And Kurt Vonnegut said, well, what's that? And Joe said, enough. Yeah. He has enough money. Or not, not even money, but he just has enough. He's, he's stopped the, the treadmill of gaining and accruing more and he's content. He doesn't need to keep gaining to feel like he's winning this game of life or whatever. Mm -hmm. So after reading that, I like had to think for a while about what it means to have enough and how do you know if you have enough? And when do you know that you can stop trying to be ambitious and you can just have enough? So I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like, we kind of have to, we go back to this dichotomy of life where we kind of have to hold two things in our mind at once where we, so wor hard. we work out and we want to be better, but we also have to love our bodies. Yeah. You know, we kind of have to be fulfilled in what it looks like right now and love every ounce of it because mm -hmm. any sort of hate takes away from us as a person. Yeah. But I think you can have constructive feedback in your own mind, but the balance of making that constructive and not... Um, like not demonizing yourself is really hard. It's really hard. And I always think about how we don't really realize it, but the lives that we live are literally godlike compared to people a thousand or 2000 years True. ago. Yeah. Like we have iPhones and I own a car, which is like bonkers that I can get inside of this machine and drive to a place a thousand miles away. And 2000 years ago, people probably never left like a 100 mile radius. Right. And I can just do that on a whim, whatever I want. I can look up anything I want on a computer. I can read books. I have access to everything. And even though these things aren't expensive to us today, like 
the richest person in the world 400 years ago couldn't have bought what we have. Right. And we still, that still doesn't make us happy, you know? I feel like, honestly, happiness has gotten a lot more complex with, um, as time has progressed. Yeah. Like, as we've gotten more, we've had more, we've had, we've afforded more time for ourselves, Mm -hmm. thus more time with our thoughts well, which is kind of like I don't actually this- know if we do have more time like I think they there are like anthropology studies that say like hunter gatherers only worked like four hours a day and the rest of the time they just hung out with their boys no I I get that but we have we kind of have this awareness that comes with the ample time in my opinion that makes us feel I don't know we're constantly being pulled away from ourself yeah and I think we're just idiots we're constantly being we have so many things in our society that pull away from Mm ourselves, and really our happiness is like in ourself yeah and we have to do so much digging to unearth it and when we have things biting for our attention and also an ample amount of time i feel like it's just a bad concoction for self-love yeah humans are incredibly good at adapting to a new normal and the lives we have even though they're incredible compared to 2000 years ago for us it's just normal and there's no way around the fact that what is ambitious for us is not going to be what was ambitious for someone 2000 years ago like right we're not going to satiate our need for ambition and improvement just by recognizing that we have things people didn't used to have. So so let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Let's dig in a little bit. So at a in a certain way, we we kind of have to just define what it is that will fulfill us. And when we can what which should start today, by the way. It shouldn't be a tomorrow thing. We should we should find what fulfills us right now. And that's the dichotomy because ambition yeah. is inherently future looking. Right, 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 right. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I personally feel like I have a super happy and fulfilled life and I get that through appreciation, presence, perspective, um, not comparing myself to others, confidence, self, self love, spending time with my own thoughts and I still have a burning desire to accomplish and I, I don't, I don't like think about it too much, honestly, this Mm -hmm. question. And I think that's honestly a saving grace because I think if I spend too much time on it, it might, it could be very destructive to my process. You know, I think you can definitely overthink this and go into a little nihilism trap. Um, But I also think that it's probably the most important question or one of the most important questions because, you know, one of the biggest tragedies you could accomplish in your life is caring about the wrong thing like fundamentally for your entire life right so if you if you don't think deeply about what having enough looks like for you and you're constantly chasing the next thing and you never ever have enough Mm -hmm. then you're going to get to the end of your life and you're going to realize you cared about all the wrong things and i really really don't want that to happen well i think i think you have to uh, back to what i was saying earlier is i just think you have to define what it is that you want like but like it doesn't like, work like that because when you accomplish your goals, there's still the next goal. Well, I like personally, I put a lot of my goalpost markers in what I create and not what I accomplish. Mm-hmm. So like the accomplishment is in what I create, mm-hmm. and as long as I'm doing what I set out to do, I think that's where I get my fulfillment. And so you know, 
fame, money, fans, all that can come and go. You know, it's nice, but the fulfillment is in me pursuing the work. And so that's why I'm saying you have to define what you want is because like you can, you can just have like a certain, even if it is money, you can have a certain dollar amount and that be your goalpost and you never move it. And I think, I mean, I, I'm just referencing the Morgan Housel stuff because it's just so front of mind, Mm -hmm. but you know, one of his great self-accomplishments is when he gets, when he gets to the last chapter of of the book and he's talking about his own finances is that he, he and his wife just stopped moving the goalposts at like their early twenties. And so they've made exponentially much more money since then. And they have a lot more savings because of it and a lot more freedom thus because they just happened to not care about what other people thought. And they had a certain set of goals that they defined. And that was, you know, a moderate house, a moderate car, a moderate, you know, moderate education for their uh, kids, not letting their kids worry about food or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And then everything else is just extra. And, you know, I think when we can reduce our wants as much as possible, at least in the material, um, we can, we can live a more fulfilled life. But I think, this question transcends a little bit more the material and mm-hmm. it is, is also about what you accomplish. And, yeah. and sometimes we, we just kind of have to be careful because sometimes what we accomplish can be tied to outside results. And I think mm-hmm. that that's the danger. As soon as we can make what we accomplish tied to here. And I mean, I'm pointing to myself <laughs> when we can, we, when we can make what we accomplish intrinsic, then I think you're, you're golden. I think you can have a limitless ambition and still feel fulfilled because okay. you're in control of it. Okay. Do you do you feel like this discussion could ever be kind of a trap where you allow yourself to not follow your dreams because you convince yourself you're content? Because on the one hand, like obviously I want to just be content now, but I could see myself using this as a way to justify, you know, not following a dream or not pushing myself as hard as I could go because I don't know, maybe it's like a fundamental fear of failure or something, Mm -hmm. but it it seems like an easy way out by saying like, you know what? I don't need to follow that dream because I'm happy now. Yeah, I think sometimes that's true, but sometimes that's also just bullshit. I think there's a lot of weight in what you just said. Personally, I find all my fulfillment in chasing my dreams, I think. And, okay. so, and so, but that's like, like it would the be the fundamental problem here. It's like, like if you're always finding fulfillment and chasing something by definition, you're never going to get there. Like, so I think language is difficult, right? <laughs> like, like we have, we have fulfillment, contentness, contentedness, and we have ambition, right? So they're, they're, they seem naturally opposed based mm-hmm. off of what we know them as, as definitions, but there's more nuance to that than just like what they say in the book, because I don't know, I feel happy, but I'm never going to be done. And I don't want to be done. I feel like that's why I'm here mm-hmm. is to keep doing. So in your mind, it's possible to never have enough and that be okay. Yeah. Like I, I will never have enough creativity out there in the world. I will never have enough of my mark put on the world ever. Mm. Like I will keep chasing that to my death. Okay. But I will definitely have enough money. I'll definitely have enough friends and family around me. I'll definitely have enough house. I don't need those things. 
but I have a drastic desire to populate the world with my thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like urgent even. And that's just, I don't know where that comes from, but just looking within myself, that's what I hear is that I have to keep doing and I'm okay. Like I'm so, I'm so good. Like I'm so good. I'm promised. I'm like really happy and I'm grateful. And I think that that's where a lot of my happiness comes from is just being grateful. Um, But you know, happiness, fulfillment, again, language is hard. What are we talking about here? Is happiness, fulfillment is contentedness, happiness. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if what you're looking for is what I'm talking about even. And so, and, and even like digging within myself, I'm not sure that what you're defining as content is what I'm describing as content. Okay. So I, I feel really great about myself. I feel happy. And I don't know if that is what you mean by content, but I also have this feeling that my work here will never be done. And I'm okay with like, that makes, that's my quest. That's what I feel like I'm here to do. Okay. Do you think that is ever going to get discouraging? Like knowing you can't finish your goals? No, I think that's why I keep doing. I think it's just, I think it's just my like hamster wheel. (laughs) And I'm like, people use hamster wheel as like a derogative. I'm not happy. I'm not mad about it. I like, I hope I never stop moving my legs until I fucking fall off the hamster wheel and like I'm dead. Like I just want to keep doing what I do and like love doing it. And I get so much fulfillment out of doing that. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like I should never stop doing. I think that that's a real key actually. Um, and we're kind of like, we often get to places where you and I are having conversations and you've helped me uncover things that I don't know about myself. And that's kind of something that is important that I think I just discovered is that by doing, I feel good. Okay. So the fact that I have, n- n- I'll never have to stop doing is why I'll always be fulfilled. I feel is because I get my fulfillment from doing. Okay. I think that that makes sense. Does that make and sense? I, I like that you distinguish between enough in terms of material possessions and enough like inside, you know, mm-hmm. cause I, I think you're right that you can have a definition of enough that's based on what you're doing and not like who you are, you know, wanting to do things I think is better than wanting to be things. Yeah. That's that's really hard. Like wanting to make a song in your example is probably a better goal and a healthier goal than wanting to be famous for making a song. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just not where my head's at when I'm doing the things I'm doing. When I'm like sitting there in the session like making music, I'm just trying to fucking make music. Like I'm just trying to like make the best fucking song I can, mm-hmm. you know? And that's all I'm focused on. And everything else that happens after that is like whatever that happens. And I'm, I can't yeah. deny that like fame is a, uh, acceleratory factor of, uh, like quote unquote success in, in my, mm-hmm. uh, field, like in music. But like I would make music if no one was listening, I would still make music. Mm-hmm. Like I, w- I still just love making music and I'll probably make music until I die. I don't even know if I'll release music for it until I die, but I'll always make it. Okay. I think this might go back to what we talked about last episode where we were saying, you know, Warren Buffett is so focused towards long-term mm-hmm. and for him, like he never has enough money. 
Like he, he never has taken himself off that hamster wheel right. in terms of the material possessions. But it's not like he wants material possessions. He just is into saving money. Like he clearly, like he lives in a modest house. He wears modest clothes. He mm-hmm. eats modest food. You know, he literally eats. I, I couldn't believe this. He eats McDonald's and a Coke every single day. McDonald's. <laughs> How is he 95? That's the key to a long life, man. <laughs> preservatives. Get, get rich and preserve your body with preservatives. It's easy, simple. That's crazy. Life um, hacks. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think this is a hard topic, clearly. But yeah, I think you, you brought up a good point about language being kind of a barrier here because contentedness is a broad word ambition is a broad word yeah and there's definitely healthy ambitions and unhealthy ambitions right and i i even think being critical like i don't think i'll ever be fulfilled in the gym but i also like doing the gym like i get contentedness from being there okay putting work in towards my goal like i don't care if i never reach it it's all about the process and this has been a motif that's been romanticized in my own just study of career paths and music specifically. There's so many artists that have it figured out that are like, yo, young artists just love the process, fall in love with the process, fall in love with the process. And so I might have that just drilled in my brain to where like, I literally just love the process because I've been told it enough times, Mm -hmm. but I genuinely love the process. I genuinely love making music or I genuinely love working on my body. I genuinely love, um, you know, getting better. I feel I get I get great fulfillment out of getting better. So I hope I hope that I'll never stop doing that. I hope that there's never a goalpost for me. So why do you think that in general, as people get older, they tend to be less ambitious and more content? Like old people, like I would generalize as less ambitious than young people. Right. I think personally, it's a uh, adulteration and complacency brought on by uh, life and the drudgery of it. And I think that um, people get beat down in a lot of ways, especially mentally, by life. And I see it, especially like in corporate culture, working in that world, and then just seeing so many people that are like, yeah, I used to do this. And it's like, why do you not still do this? And it's like, oh, well, well, you know, I'm just busy. I'm like, no, you stop prioritizing what you care about is really what happened. And so that's a, that's a fear that drives me. And I hope, you know, I've always wanted to keep a young mind and stay present and never look forward to, you know, like when, when everybody was uh, 15 I and I was 15, I was not the kid that was like, I can't wait to be 16 so I can drive. Mm-hmm. And, and at 20, I was never the kid that was, I can't wait to be 21 so I can drink. I was super cautious, like cautious to that. I was like, you guys are rushing your life. Like this, this is an unhealthy attitude. And if I can avoid that, I can be much happier and fulfilled and like things will come to me on my time and not, I won't be rushing my life. And I feel like a lot of people just fall into traps of life, society, culture, their setting, and they end up getting beat down by that quote unquote system. I don't know. Like I see what you're saying, but I also like know my grandparents who are super unambitious, but also super happy and super fulfilled. Like they just live up on a cabin on a mountain and like make quilts and play poker on their iPads. Yeah. Like completely unambitious. And like, I wouldn't categorize them as like beat down by life. They're just like right. happy old people. Right. And I think that has a lot to do too with um, time frame. Like they grew up in a different life, different culture, different constraints. Um, they had different problems as children and mm-hmm. young and young people. So like their 
visualization of success is probably much different than ours because, you know, they, I, I think. But is that for the better though? Because they can be content with much less. You I know think, what I, mean? I think it's about, I, th- I just think it's about you. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to play the comparison game. Like it's all, it comes down to the individual and, yeah. and what you consider. But, but we can shape ourselves. Like we can change what our goalposts are. Right. You know? Right. But like, you know, m- just if you take me for example, I've clearly like identified where I get my fulfillment from, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I, f- I'm, I don't feel any reason to change that at all, and I feel super good about that. Like I feel positive. I feel like that's a it's a good energy to carry in me. Yeah. I don't feel like there's something I should change about that. I don't have any constructive criticism for it. <laughs> that might be delusional. <laughs> Very. Yeah, I, I'll, 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 I'll take know. that. I don't know. But my point is, is like if that if that works for me, then let it work for me. But you yeah. know, if 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 you bumming out and living on the beach the rest of your life is what is going to help you live a fulfilled life, then you need to do that. For sure. You know, I don't think that I don't think that I should be the prescription for all. I think I should be the prescription for Jacob. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I think it's important to to definitely have that conversation with yourself. Yeah, definitely. Like, like, that is a really why, good point. Why do you want the things that you want? And how do you know that the things that you want are actually going to be what makes you happy? Yes, and that leads into a future episode about knowing your why. Yeah. I'm so excited. But yeah, it's about, it's about questioning everything you do. Question everything. Yeah. Why do you do everything that you do? If you don't have a good reason for it, you, should, you probably shouldn't do it. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard. You should, I I think I think you live a fulfilled, much more fulfilled, fulfilled life naturally just by asking yourself these questions, mm-hmm. just by having this dialogue in your own mind. Yeah, and that in itself is another dichotomy because you don't want to overanalyze. And like, <laughs> yeah. so I, I don't know, man. It, it's all so circular, and it's all like you know defining your terms and then building little worlds around these definitions you have in your mind right so that may or may not be like something somebody else even understands so like the words i'm using are different than the words you're using and we both have ambition and contentedness so right as long as you're having the conversation with yourself i think that's the important part that's that's definitely the point of this conversation yeah in a public format i love that you really harp on not comparing to what to other people like oh yeah i think that's that's super huge and not wanting what other people want just because they want it you know oh my gosh yeah keeping up with the joneses you'll never you that's the quickest way to be unfulfilled actually mm-hmm. is to try and try keeping up with the joneses and that that's like something from the i actually realized that's a historical thing that is an economic thing that i didn't realize the joneses like yeah the big, bigger house and all that yeah. yeah um that's pretty cool I, I learned the history behind that today. That was my shout out was, to the Joneses. That was what I learned today. Um, but yeah, do you do you feel like you there's hope for you? No, to, there's to, no hope for me <laughs> to be both ambitious and content. Or will you just constantly be struggling with this the rest of your life? Um, I guess that's a really hard question to answer, and I wouldn't like classify myself as struggling, but Sorry. I <laughs> I want to. I just want to make sure I'm thinking it through correctly and being intentional about all this. So I don't know if I'm ever going to find an answer about what is my perfect contentedness and what is my perfect ambition. Mm -hmm. And I think eventually they'll converge onto something that isn't complacency, but is still content, you know? Okay. Do you feel like you can't be working hard and be content? Do you feel like those are opposed? 
I, I do on some level think ambition and contentedness are somewhat mutually exclusive. Even if they're circular, like in my case? Mm, well, I, I've been reading a lot of Rene Girard, which is some uh, sociologist and literature professor from Stanford. And his whole thing is like desires are gained from other people and everything we say we want is actually just a social construct to gain status mm-hmm. and that it's basically impossible to want things intrinsically and everyone actually wants things to please their role models basically. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much of that I actually buy, but if he's right and he's, I don't know, pretty popular with like Peter Thiel and Nassim Taleb and people who I respect intellectually, then then basically ambition is the constant human drive to be accepted and contentedness is like being centered in yourself and realizing that that's a game. Right. So again, it's just definitions. If you define it like that, then they are mutually exclusive, Mm -hmm. but I don't know, like because ambition is intrinsically forward looking, it's impossible to ever like be content with who you are now and also not be content with who you are in the future. If that makes sense. So, I guess I'm just looking at kind of like the dangers of both. So the dangers of ambition is comparison, right? It has to be a you thing. It has to be you moving the benchmarks yourself. It can't be like you can't compare your story to other people's story because it's not your story. Mm. And then the danger of contentedness is complacency, in my opinion. And, And I don't want to be either. I think I think there's a middle good there that's not looking to left and right and focused on your on on competing with yourself, and I think that there is a uh, middle good in the contentedness department that is based on beating yourself. In my in my personal opinion, like my personal life, not opinion, mm-hmm. but that's what happens for me is that every time I outdo myself, it's like mm, fuck yeah. And then, I, but but like that's never ending. I ho- I don't want to. Like I hope I die when I'm when I stop feeling like that. Like I hope I fucking get a bullet to the brain as soon as I stop wanting more out of myself. You're never gonna get to a point where you're just like happy with who you are. I am happy with who I am now. I just want to keep growing. I like I get so much through out of learning, loving, and making. And so those are like my three big pillars in my life is like relationships, what I create and what I can learn. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I think I can always be better at all of those. And, and so thus I'll always be fulfilled because getting better at all three of those things is what gives me fulfillment. So like, as long as I'm on the pursuit, I will keep ushering in more fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And so I sh- in theory, I should be getting more and more fulfilled. And I'm already at like a place of fulfillment that feels like over my cup overfloweth. And so I should just be like a fucking ocean of fulfillment by the time I'm mm-hmm. dead. And I think, I think it only goes up from here and I already feel crazy good. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. Um, and I think we're at this point, we're just talking past each other a little <laughs> bit, but I hope this was, this was useful to people. Um, but I, I think we can, we can wrap it up there and, and definitely do some introspection and, uh, I don't know, 
look to, to look to older people, I think, because if they've been through all this, like human lives aren't that different, even though technology changes and everything. Yeah. You know, people who are old probably have figured out what's important and what's not. And that's I do be consulting. I do be consulting with my, yeah. with my old, old brethren. The old, the old boys. I will say though, in my experience that a lot of the advice I get from old people is about relationships. Mm-hmm. And yeah. knowing what to care about, and not spending care- times on on stuff that doesn't matter. Caring about like the people you love, yeah, family, community, yeah. But that's already part of my pillar, so I'm set. <laughs> it's already part of your pillar, so he's set. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Um. All right, man, dude. Hey, thanks for bringing up a topic like that. I think that's important. Yeah. I think I think you should bring up more topics like that. Oh yeah, I'll have an existential crisis on here like every 10, 15 episodes. No okay, doubt. all yeah. right. Thank you. Of course, yeah. Any <laughs> anytime. If you ever need to like feel like uh, you know the, the world is crumbling around you, just come talk to me. Bro. Will what? tries to cancel living every now like every every three months. I don't try to cancel it. I just try to, <laughs> I just try to tell you that it's a terrible idea and this is never going to work. And, you know who knows. <laughs> but it's important. It's important because I'm an infinite yes man and he's he's super critical. I mean, in the best way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, as as much as I like to poke holes in it, I love doing this with you. So yeah, back at you, bro. Yeah, Sometimes. I wouldn't do it with anybody else. All right, check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Living Every Now, Living Every Now Discord and the link in the bio. Send us below. send us pics of your feet. Um, or don't. <laughs> you can send Jake pictures of your feet. No, please don't. That's a joke. If you have my phone number. Don't do anything. That was a joke. All right. Hey, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. All right. Awkward intros are going away. That was the last awkward intro ever. Have That's a good day. Outro. outro. No, no. I'm talking about the intros, bro. Outros are always good. Don't oh, worry about oh yeah. Outros are fine. Yeah, all right. Flames. Bye, guys. <laughs>